0: Oh, good evening we'm glad to see you guys here tonight and hope that you've come to worship the Lord and just let him touch our hearts and touch our lives and and teach us some things tonight so I want to remind you of our announcements we're coming up well this is the end of June July is fixing to start I have no idea where the time has gone <laughs> It's like oh it's already in the middle of it's July already almost. Anyway, uh, on July 1st at 8.30 in the fellowship, 8.30 in the morning in the fellowship hall, uh, men's Bible study on uh, July 15th, 8.30 in the morning in the fellowship hall is men's breakfast. Uh, We encourage you to come and and be there for that. Uh, Good devotions and good food and good fellowship uh, all the time. Heart to Heart will be July the eighth. No, they they did they not cancel. No July. No Robert July. Robert Never mind. Robert. We'll go on to the next one. <laughs> heart to Heart is canceled. Is postponed for a month. Not canceled, but postponed for a month. All right, and July twenty ninth at twelve o'clock. Prime timers. Have we figured out what we're doing yet? <laughs> 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 yeah, we're going out to, to eat somewhere. We, we want suggestions. And, you know, air conditioning. do I? Yeah, air as long as there's air conditioning, the way it's going now, yes, please, Lord, air conditioning. Uh, we're not doing any cookout, I don't think. None <laughs> <laughs> that's hot enough as it is. So if you got a suggestion someplace you'd like to go visit, well, holler at Faith because Faith keeps track of that. Don't holler at me because I'll forget I'll just be honest with you, I'll forget. But don't write it down, I'll forget. But ask Faith, tell Faith what you're thinking, and, and we can go from there, all right? So just remember those. Um, remember our pastor and his wife? They are planning on heading down here July the 5th, right after the 4th of July. And they're going to drive from southeastern Washington State and be here sometime Saturday evening. They're going to be wore out, so they need our prayers, and just and we just want to be an encouragement to them. Um, I'm just going to say this from my from my heart and from what I see uh, the the outpouring and support for the uh, fill the pantry. That looks neat back there, church, and and I think you are to be. I want to tell you, you're to be commended, and, and and just keep that same attitude. Not just a one-time thing, but just keep that same attitude on and on and on. And and I believe the Lord will bless and guide and direct us. So thank you for that. And some of them I know, my wife's one of them. She's waiting to see what all's there, to see what else else she can add with it that's different. And so there's all kinds of things that that you can do. And we appreciate you guys, all that you're doing. But most of all, we need to keep praying. And keep praying for God to move and to help us to move with him and do what he wants to do. So remember these things. Uh, They will probably, uh, you're going to have to probably put up, maybe put up with me uh, two more Wednesday nights and then Brother Marcus should be in. But their furniture is supposed to arrive, uh, uh, I think, about the 11th. So they're going to be busy unpacking and setting up. House and, and I don't envy him at all. <laughs> I'd just soon take a beat and just have to move, but sometimes you got to do it, but it's fine. So remember them and just remember them in our prayers as well. Uh, we, before we go to the Lord in prayer, we're going to take your needs and prayer requests to the Lord. Sister Carol told me that Donna Phelps is no longer in the nursing home, she's in a rehab and working on getting around they didn't think she'd ever walk and she's just <laughs> i can see her right now she is just i'm gonna walk <laughs> i'm gonna show you i can just see her uh i'm gonna show you and we just we're grateful for that we're grateful to the lord that she's able to to move from there that's a step up he she, as a uh, brother i forgot freeman was talking when we watched him sunday morning uh in uh, last sunday but she got an upgrade got upgraded so and the lord continue upgrading her and so to keep remembering her in your prayers as well so i remember all the other needs on our prayer needs uh, list tonight and uh, let's pray for um the move for brother and sister uh truesdale and their family to be smooth that the lord will pr- open up and prepare the way before them the whole length of the trip no No bobbles, no, no flat tires at midnight. We we had one of those on on our truck Saturday night. Well, Sunday morning, about 12 o'clock, my my, I ran over something. Don't know what. Couldn't tell you. But all of a sudden, a little bit, my little low pressure tire light come on. It showed me I've got one. I'm watching it. About every mile and a half, it loses a pound. I'm going okay. But well, we made it to a bright spot, got it all changed out finally. <laughs> probably would help if I, you know, got familiar with where the spare was and how to get it off. But, nah, we can wait and wait when you have to do it. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but anyway, you know, sometimes things happen, and, and we, you know, we just we don't always understand, but God does. But I just believe that we can believe God, that their move will absolutely be trouble-free and without incident whatsoever so we want to pray for that might um, be you have a need tonight you'd like to mention we can pray for you about or a praise report we like these praise ones is it Miss Linda oh. mm. okay let's remember her name was what Mary it was okay we'll remember we'll just call her aunt mary's we'll miss linda's aunt and uncle as well they, they both need our prayers and god needs to speed healing and recovery to mary i'm sure to help with her husband so remember her in your prayers tonight. anyone else yes miss mary is she Well, now that's entirely possible, Miss Julie. I mean, there is no telling about Miss Mary, bless her heart. I, I I love If she's listening, Miss Sister Mary, I love you. You, She is so much fun. She, I, I enjoy harassing her, and she enjoys harassing me right back. So uh, we just keep praying, praying for Mary. Um, Ronnie and Mary, their last name just flat Burns. went. Burns. I'm sorry, Julie. It's like... Too much time out in the heat today. We're going to blame it on that. It was the heat. They're sitting on that lawnmower and it was the heat. Uh, Sister Mary Burns. I, I see her face and I'm knowing her name's Mary, but the last name just would not. Oh, my Lord, help me tonight, please. <laughs> we get to preaching and the Lord will help take care of that, I know. But anyway, I just remember Sister Mary Burns and just ask God to continue to bless her and lift her up. Brother Ronnie? Okay? That's it, yeah. Gabriel and, and we're glad that Gabriel and Robert both, they don't know each other, but they both showed up. And so we're just glad you guys are here. And we'll pray that the Lord will find Mr. Gabriel a, a place that he can uh, call home for a little while. Amen. The Lord will just open the doors for him as well. All right. Anyone else? All right. Let's stand together and go to the Lord in prayer. Um, how many of you believe that god is more than able to meet every need he's that kind of god and i believe that he's able to do it. let's join together father god as we come to you this evening we are thankful lord and grateful for another privilege another opportunity to be in your house father god i thank you lord tonight that you are a god who loves a god who cares a god who is concerned but most of all a god who does provide Father God, we just want to come to you, first of all, to thank you for being God. Lord, to thank you for your presence in our lives each and every day. For, Lord, in your presence is everything we need for life and godliness. And I thank you, Father God, that you are such a loving, caring, uh, heavenly Father for your children. Lord, that you know what we need. But, Lord, your word says, ask and we will receive, seek and we will find, knock and it will be opened unto us. And I just pray, Father God, as we come to you, Lord, we give you the praise for all that you're going to do in this place tonight, how that you're going to touch hearts and touch lives. And I thank you, Father God, for all that you have in store for us. Help us, Lord, just simply let go and let you have your way in our hearts and lives tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord, for uh, the good report for... Uh, Miss Donna Phelps, Father God, that she's uh, gotten uh, has improved to the point that they've got her in rehab to help her to walk better and to to be able to get around better. We just give you the honor and the glory and the praise, Father, for Lord, we know that part of it probably is her resolve to, to go and her resolve to do, but Lord, it's also your healing touch that is enabling that, and we just thank you for that tonight, Father, and we just give you honor and we give you glory and praise for it. Father, we uh, ask you tonight, Lord, to touch on all of our requests on our list. Lord, and these we mentioned, Sister Mary Burns. Father God, just make the healing. Uh, just be speedy and, and, and that it may quick. And Lord, that everything heal back well. And Lord, that she'll be able to get around better than she has in, Lord in some time. And I just pray, Father God, don't know what we'll do with her when she gets that able. But Lord, we're just going to believe you for it anyway. Lord, that you're a God that's going to heal and that you're going to cause this thing to heal back properly and like it's supposed to, and, Lord, that she'll get the function in her, in her hips that she needs, Lord. Father, we pray for Linda's Aunt Mary and her uncle tonight. Father God, Lord, you know this, this need that, this, that Mary, has, her Aunt Mary has. Father, we ask you, Lord, for healing. Father, right now, Lord, I pray that you will touch her body. Lord, you'll touch these bones that are broken. Father, that you will cause healing, Lord, to occur supernaturally. Father God, that you will just give her the strength, Lord God, and lift her up spirit, soul, and body, Father. Lord, as she takes care of her husband with his condition, Lord. Uh, in, in his mind, in, in his, his, his thinking abilities. But, Father God, Lord, just minister to them and touch them, spirit, soul, and body, in their hearts and in their lives. Father, we pray for Gabriel tonight. Lord, you know that he needs a place to stay. And I pray, Father God, that you'll open the right door. Father God, that it'll be, Lord, that you'll just show yourself mighty in his behalf. And, and Father God, as he calls upon you, and looks to you, that, Lord, you will open the right door at the right place at the right time, Father God, and you'll see the need met, and that he will be able to give you the honor and the glory and the praise, Lord, because every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. And, Father, we, God, we give you the praise for it in advance, and we thank you for it all in advance, Father, for we believe it's being done in the precious and the wonderful name of Jesus and all of God's people said, Amen. Let's join Sister Julie. She leads us in worship tonight.
1: I will sing of your goodness. I will sing of your love. Though the seasons come quickly, you have always been enough. Though the night may get darker, though the waiting seem long, you have always been faithful to remind me of love. You are good, in the morning I sing. You are good, in the evening I sing. You are good, you are good, you are good to me. You have always been patient. You have always been kind. You're consistent through the ages. Oh, what a friend of mine. So I remind my soul to bless you, standing firm upon your truth, knowing you cannot be shaken, because I've seen what you can do. Oh, you are good in the morning. In the evening I sing, you are good, you are good too. Sing that second verse one more time. You have always been patient. You have always been kind. You're consistent through the ages. Oh, what a friend of mine! So I'll remind my soul to bless you, standing firm upon your truth, knowing you cannot be shaken. I've seen what you can do. Oh, In the morning I sing, you are good, in the evening I sing, you are good, you are good to me. There is no judgment Oh, how He loves me I've got a friend really loves us
0: Thank you, Father God, that we are not alone. Lord, that every day of our life, from the time we wake up, Lord, till we go to bed, and even while we are asleep, we are not alone. You are with us. You are there for us. You are watching over us. Father God, your loving kindness is better than life. And we give you the honor and we give you the glory and we give you the praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Sister Julie and Brother Dennis. We appreciate you all tonight. So, and I say this, Sister Julie, but I just—you are one in a million. I'm just—I'm just going just to say it. They are, Brother Dennis, and his ability just blesses me all the every time he plays. I—I I wished I could, I can pick out the notes and you know, ding, 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 you know, twinkle, twinkle, little, you know. I can, I can kind of do that, but he makes it. He's a, he is, in my opinion, a master at it, and we appreciate it. Yeah. Good Talents are, are good. Yeah. Anointed talents are better. Yeah. And it's, I'm not talking just about Brother Dennis. All of us have something that God's anointed us to do. Yeah. If he anoints you to do it, do it. It'll work. Whatever he's called you to do, whatever he's put on your heart to do, he will also equip you to do it. He's not looking for the super intelligent necessarily, although that doesn't hurt. Look at the Apostle Paul. A <laughs> man smart. But he's looking for people that will say, here am I, Lord. Send me. Yeah. Amen. All right. We'll look at a few minutes tonight in the Word of God. Exodus chapter thirteen. This one I've I I I've been batting around for a little bit. This one started last week. You know, sometimes the Lord waits till like five o'clock on Wednesday. Lord what what, Lord, what you know, I keep bugging him. And he's kind of like oh, whatever. But this one he's kind of let me dwell on for a little bit. But I, I think there is, and Brother Rogers had made a statement one time. He likes to take an Old Testament uh, story and illustrate a New Testament principle. And I have often wondered, well, why don't you do that? Sister Sherry reminded me at one time that she can always tell, even if she's not here, you know, of course, uh, she writes down all of the, the messages, but she noticed a lot of times when the Lord gives me a message, he ties the Old Testament in with it. Why? Because they're both valid. They are both necessary. And the things that we see in the Old Testament, I believe we can find a type or a shadow or a representation of in the New Testament. Okay? So keep that in mind. And But there's some things about this tonight that just... And and one of the things I'll just admit to you, I do not know when this ended. The Bible, as far as I know, doesn't say when this particular event ended, but we know where it started. Exodus chapter 13. And I need to get on the right page. Verse 20. Exodus 13, verse 20. Let me give you just a little bit. We have the the Passover night has occurred. Um, the death angel has gone throughout the land, uh, killing the firstborn not only of children but also of animals. Uh, and finally, Pharaoh says, "All right, get out of get out of Dodge. <laughs> you know, it's time for you guys to leave." And and, and they head out on the exodus as we call it they left Egypt headed for the promised land understand something to me that's kind of interesting God took them on the long way around do you ever think about that if you look at if you got a Bible map and you look at the Exodus of Egypt God took them south east a long ways back all the way down to Mount Sinai, which is over, uh, it's over east and southeast of the great cities of, of the Nile. And then he takes them back up north, and finally they wind up where they're supposed to be. But part of the reason he did was they were, uh, if he went the most direct route, uh, that was a fairly, from my understanding, a fairly war-torn area at that time. Imagine that, right? Middle East, war-torn. Do we see a pattern? Yeah. <laughs> there's a pattern. Why? There has been a conflict of some sort of the other in there, and it, it has, you know, it's going to culminate. That's the word I need. When Jesus comes again, and they see him and realize all of the fighting and fussing will be over with, because God's going to settle the score. And it's going to be his to settle. But they've gone. They've gotten all of the regulations for Passover. They've gotten the unleavened bread. They're headed out. And talks about when Pharaoh let them go. They went the, by the way that God sent them. He sent them, as just said, to the southeast. They would have to go across the Red Sea to get there. But that's a, another story for another time. Verse 20 says, So they took their journey from Sakoth, and camped in Etham at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. He did not Take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Now, once you stop and think about something, and part of me questions, Lord, if they understood what this pillar of fire was and this pillar of cloud was, why did they mess up so much? if God himself were to stand in this place and we were to see a portion of his glory, is it enough just to have it there? Or did it become ordinary? You see where it's going? And you think about this. What happened to the children of Israel? Because time and time and time again, from the wilderness all down to Mount Sinai, and as they head up toward the deal, toward Canaan, they get to Canaan. Now I'm going to give you the, the reader's digest condensed for They get to Canaan, and, and Moses sends out the spies, the 12 spies, and 10 of them come back. Oh my goodness. Oh, there's giants. Oh, it's bad. Oh, you know, just on and on and on. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. I got, there's two men, Joshua and Caleb. And I can see those two men in, in, in my spirit, in, in my mind's eye, my imagination. They are raring to go. Oh, my goodness, they said God hadn't told us the half of the story. I mean, there's, you know, they brought back grapes, uh, I guess a cluster of grapes, the way I understand by, on, on between the shoulders of two guys carrying it. It took a big pole to carry the cluster of grapes that was growing I've never seen clusters of grapes that big. Somebody had to carry them, two men had to carry them on a pole. And they said, indeed, this is a land flowing with milk and honey. Let's go get them. I, I can just hear Joshua and Caleb, let's go get them. It's time, boy, God's got this is terrific. God has promised that God has, has, has told us this is going to happen. God has revealed this to us. And it's here. We've seen it. Let's go get it. Oh, but but oh yeah. How many times. Ooh, black and middle. how many times do our little nagging and i'm gonna get it where we live how many times does our little nagging doubts and unbelief keep us out of the promised land how many times and i'm guilty lord help me but i'm guilty sometimes it's like but lord you i see and It's like we've got to get past that what I can see with my eyes, what I can hear with my ears, what I can feel with my fingers, what I can see, what I can hear, what I can smell, what I can touch, and begin to believe God for what the promised land really is. Now this is important. The pillar of fire in, in that pillar of cloud is a very important thing because it was the presence of God. In chapter 33, I believe, when Moses has the tabernacle, or, or when he's getting ready at one point to go in a tabernacle, I think I've got it right. But God spoke to him out of that pillar. Okay, This was the presence of God. Here is a group of people, some 2 to 3 million, they say. And I've heard different preachers say, and I'm just going to kind of go. They started out with 70, and by the time 700 years was over, they were a multitude. There was a bunch of them. Not counting, you know, you know all their animals and all that other stuff. There was a bunch of people, some 2 to 3 million people that God is taking from the land of Egypt up northeastward to the land of Canaan, eventually. He's going to give them some laws. He's going to give them some understanding. He's going to give them some teaching. But all of the time, that pillar of cloud, that pillar of fire, never left their camp. What's the New Testament relation? What did Jesus say when he gave the Great great Commission? And I can't remember if it's in Matthew or the other gospel, but he said, I send you. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And lo, I am with you for a few minutes. Always. Is it not the same relationship? He said, I'm with you always. Let me ask you another question. Why do we worry? Why do we fret? Why do we get all upset when God has promised us he's with us? No, it's not a pillar of cloud by day or a pillar of fire by night. But the thing about it is, we do have, and especially for spirit-filled Christians, we have the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, Jesus said, you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with what? Fire. What is that important? Fire burns out the bad stuff. But fire also kindles the heat. Fire cooks. Right? Right? Fire does a lot of good things. It provides light. I'm reminded of some and I can't remember who told me this, but or maybe I read it, but it said, you know, it was talking about people building fires and the Indians were saying, Yes, you know, the Indian build small fire to stay warm and and, clear, and not attract everything. White men build a huge big bonfire and burn the whole town down. <laughs> But it, 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 can, it can destroy or it can purify. Yeah. How is gold purified? It's purified by fire. Yeah. What does the Bible tell us about fire? He said the trying of your faith even though it be by fire which is much more. He's, your trying of your faith is much more precious than of gold that has been tried in the fire. And if faith can tell you a little bit about India, they one of the things that they really work hard for. If they have a daughter, they start working from the time she's a little baby girl trying to get all of the gold and, and the I mean the real deal stuff, not alloy stuff. Because it's gotta be part of her dowry. When the when the marriage arrangement is made, that's, that dowry goes with her. And they save, and I'm sure they scrimp, and they do without because they are focusing on, you know, who they're wanting that daughter to marry, and I don't know how all that goes, but I'm sure there's a lot that goes into that. But the purest gold is the gold has gotten the hottest. Now, pure gold is very, very flexible. That's not the word, but I don't know what the word for it is. In other words, if you've got, it's very very soft. True gold is very soft. Ask God about true gold. What does he do with it? He paves streets with it. Okay. He builds foundations out of precious stones. Go look at the book of Revelation. He makes gates out of single solid pearls, 12 of them. Okay, but gold in its purest form is very, very soft. So what is? It, what are we doing? He is. There is that fire. What was? This, what does the Bible under? What do we understand about it? It says first of all that he gave it. The Lord went before them. The the writer of Exodus, probably Moses. They think. But he says, the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud. It was a literal, call. I looked up the Hebrew word in my strongest exhaustive concordance. And the Hebrew word for pillar literally means column. It was just like a straight, for lack of a better term, big stove, top, what they call a stovepipe tornado. Whether it's swirled in or not, we don't know. But I mean, but it was... It was singular, I mean, it was circular, but it was straight up and down. Who knows how tall it was or whatever. But it had, it represented God. It was God. He said, the, the, the writer here said, the Lord went before them in a pillar of cloud to lead them by day and a pillar of fire to give them light at night. Stop and think about what a sight that was to see this singular column and it's going always not always at one point in time when pharaoh decided oh i'm boo-booed i gotta go get him. there went my slave force send his army you go get them kids and brown them back up bring them back home god had other plans but the bible says that when pharaoh got close god saw him coming and that pillar went behind them. And the Bible says that pillar stood between the land and the children of Israel and between the children of the, the armies of Egypt. And for the armies of Egypt, it was nothing but absolute darkness. But for the children of Israel, reminds you of the land of Goshen. What does the Bible say about the plagues? The plagues that happened on Egypt's side of the fence, but on Israel's side of the fence? no. Wasn't happening. God had been showing Himself kindly. Yeah. Sister Julie leads us in that song. God really loves us. God loved His children. One of the things I think we can take away from this tonight is the fact if God loved them that much, do you understand what? I, I, now this is just my understanding, and I may be wrong, but one of the things that, that gets to me about that pillar of fire. You couldn't sneak up on them. When do armies attack? Early, early in the morning while they're still sleeping. Well, how are you going to attack something when the the night around them is as bright as day? There was no need to be afraid. My wife would be a, a nervous wreck. The tiniest little light. You need to turn that light off. I can't go to sleep. <laughs> she, you'd have had a hard time come if you'd had to live with them. You'd get used to it, I bet. But the thing about it was, you used to think about it, and then cloud, but when, when it got hot, when the temperatures hit 140 in the desert, there's a cloud, there's a protection. There's a guard over them, fire by night, cloud by day. When you think about it, this was what the children of Israel had. This is the thing that that buffaloes me. But I see it sometimes in, in, in people, in churches. We're serving God we're supposed to be following jesus as savior and lord of our life we're supposed to be especially pentecostal churches are supposed to be listening to the spirit of god and he's always there he's always by our side he's always watching over us he's always taking care and yet the children of israel having that visible sign in front of them day and night still did stupid stuff they made unwise decisions when god calls moses up to the mountain church the bible doesn't say that the fire that pillar ever left even when god was talking with moses on the mountain It doesn't mention, it. it says that, you know, the, 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 the mountain shook because God was there, but, you know, God's got more than one angel. Let me, let me, let me sidetrack, maybe rabbit trail here. How many of you know that the devil and his forces are outnumbered two to one? For every demon there is in this universe, God's got two angels. How do you know that? The Bible says that a third of the angels went with Lucifer when he he revolted. That means two-thirds of them didn't. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. So we think about this fire. We think about this cloud. It's always there in front of them. I I thought I had read this in Exodus, but actually I find it in Numbers. Numbers chapter 9, verse 15. And on the day that the tabernacle was raised up, the cloud, which cloud? The pillar of cloud, covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony, from evening until morning. It was above the tabernacle like the appearance of fire. So it was always. The cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, after that the children of Israel would journey, and in the place where the cloud settled, there the children of Israel would pitch their tents. At the command of the Lord, the children of Israel would journey, and at the command of the Lord, they would camp. As long as the cloud stayed above the tabernacle, they remained encamped. They did not move when it went up, and I, I, I'm going to just—I'm going to guess that it probably just—it it evident some way they knew when it was sitting, and then when it moved and, and changed, they knew that it was time to do something else. The movement of that cloud was the signal to Israel that they were to travel on their journey. Who was in the cloud? God. God told them when to move. God told them when to sit still. What's the Holy Spirit's job? Tell us when to move, when to sit still, when to pray, when to fast. The Holy Spirit, if, the, if those that are spirit-filled will let him, the Holy Spirit will help you in your everyday job. Yeah. I'm convinced of that, because there's been times he's told me something and I didn't do it and wished I had it. Okay? But the thing about it is, the Holy Spirit, it reminds me of the, the work of the Holy Spirit. What is he doing? He's teaching us all things. You don't get this all at one whack. When you get saved, you're not going to tell me that you can understand this book from cover to cover in its entirety and completely. I'm sorry, but I'm going to be Oklahoma about this. You ain't that smart. (laughs) Neither am I. This thing is a living book. It's alive. Jesus said, my words are spirit and their life. But I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. I'm going to develop. But how am I going to do that? I'm going to read the word of God. I'm going to say, Lord, I don't understand. it." Holy Spirit, help me to get what what you're trying to say. This is one thing I've already told you I didn't understand why. When you can have the power and the presence of God in your life, and you can have that visible manifestation. All you got to do, they got up every morning. The first thing they probably did was look and see where was the cloud. Is it sitting or is it hovering higher up in the air and it's time for it to pack everything up and go? Sometimes if we're not careful and we're not watching, We'll get ahead of God. I've got plans for things. But you know what? Regardless of what my plans are, I've got to go to God and say, Lord, not what I want, but what do you want? He may say, Sister Julie leads to the songs, when he says yes, no, or wait, I'll cry worthy. I hate waiting guess what he makes me do wait wait now Lord now I'm sure sometimes you know he kind of wish I would quit that because I'm one of those kind of deal once I know what it is we'll do let's get the job done let's get it over with I think my boss told my wife I think my boss got a little upset at me today he sent the guys it was around or something I was still mowing sitting on that that diesel engine and that six foot blade mowing deck just mowing right and left and getting stuff done and they said boss said come into the shop I said why it's too hot I said no it's not I mean to me I mean it yeah it's hot out there but it's not that hot you know, wasn't hot enough I wanted. And besides that, I only had a little bit left to, that I wanted to get done. So guess what stubborn me did? Disobeyed the boss and kept mowing. I got her done, though. <laughs> he finally caught me on the very last block I was doing. Fortunately, I didn't have any headstones. It's not one we can put uh cemetery with spots in and I was getting it nice and making it look nice he come here he says I want you to get up to shop and I said I will when I get this block finished (laughs) and one of the guys that's worked with me since I've been there he says and he talks about his mother being stubborn and so he relayed that I said yeah the apple don't fall far from the tree and I'm proud of it (laughs) Now, that's not always a good thing. But you see, I can't do God that way. We have got to listen to Him. When the cloud moved, they moved. If the cloud stayed still, even if it was a bunch of days. If you go read and read, rest on in that chapter 9 of Numbers, it says, Even though God seemed to have tarried long, they stayed. is the point the point is just like god in that physical visible form that they could see was with them now I, I haven't been able to locate if somebody knows if it ever says when the the cloud went away and didn't come back again you tell me because i'd like to know I, I don't remember hearing anybody preach about it i don't know if it ever says when it quit happening, or, or whatever, maybe when they got to, they finally went over the promised land. Maybe that's where it, it was done. I don't know. But the point was, and the point is, just like God was with them, God is with us. It may not be as visible as a pillar of fire or a pillar of cloud, but God is just as real. God is just as near as to us as He was to them. He protected them. You stop and think about how how far did the news travel. And you know within reason it traveled. It took it a while. I mean, they didn't have Instagram or Facebook. You had, you know, got a guy on a camel. Guess what I saw out in the wilderness? There's this big old nation out there, but there's this big old pillar of cloud in the sky. And we kind of camped out close to them, and that thing turned to fire at night. Do you know the Bible says that the nations around where they were going feared them? Rahab the harlot, Brother um, Rogers preached about this, that they said, we fear this God of the children of Israel. You have every right to fear Him. He is still the God Almighty, the Lord God Almighty. He is to be reverenced. He is to be revered. He is to be held in, in holy awe, if you will. But he's also Father God. He's also Abba Father. Daddy God. There's a, I don't know if it's still on or not, but there was a, for several years a series called NCIS and my wife and I love far out of it but in, in just kind of they get a a young Israeli lady who is becomes part of the team uh, first off as a liaison between them and Israel and eventually she joins their team but her dad is some bigwig over in Israel in, in the story and he comes but there are people out to kill him and they finally one day managed to kill him and in that in the scene where he has died this young lady is crying over her, her dad and she keeps saying crying and sobbing Abba, Abba, Abba that's what the Jewish children call their dad it's the same as I would call mine, dad or daddy She was crying it over and over, and it just kind of struck me when Paul said, we have been given the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Abba, Father. He's our Abba, Father, but he still is real. I may not see him, I may not be able to tell you, but I can tell you when I get up in the morning and the sun rises, there is nobody, no artist on this planet can paint a better sunrise or a better sunset than the Lord God himself. There is nobody on this world that can sit there and take the human body and fix it in an instant if he so chooses to do it. He knows it. He designed our body. He knows what goes on from here all the way down to there. And he knows how to fix what's wrong or tell us how to fix it. Okay? This is the God we're serving. I I, I, I still don't understand why, how in the world. With God being there, they could do some of the dumb stuff they did, make some of the unwise decisions they made. It cost them. It cost a whole generation getting over in the promised land. You stop and think, how sad is that? The very God of heaven stayed with them the whole time, and yet they would not believe him. Jesus, I'm reminded of something Jesus said. I think it was the scribes and the Pharisees, so went sometime to attend one of the Gospels. Go look it up. I can't remember where it's at. But they said, show us a sign. And he said, you wouldn't believe if I showed you one. Lazarus and the rich man, the rich man died, went to hell. The Bible says in hell he lifted up his eyes in torment, and he saw Abraham and with Lazarus in his bosom afar off. What does he do? He goes through the bill, You know, send Lazarus to dip his finger in, t- in water and touch the tip of my tongue for I'm tormented in his flame. My neighbor nope, we can't do that. There's a break, gulf fixed between you and here and they can't come here and you can't go there. He said, then send Lazarus to my brothers. Surely they'll listen to Lazarus. Don't let my brothers come down here. There's another sermon right there all in and of itself. Send Lazarus. Because they'll believe surely if one rose from the dead. And Father Abraham says they won't believe even though one rose from the dead. How many people are walking around this planet today have heard about Jesus and they still don't believe? He died. He rose again. If it were to be able, if it were to be taken to court at that point in time, there were more than enough witnesses on the side of the truth of his death, burial, and resurrection that there's not a court in the land would not, could not agree with the fact he was he lived, he died, he was buried, he rose again. They won't believe. They didn't believe. They didn't trust God. There he was in their midst and they still didn't trust him. Church, how about us? What do we believe in God for? What do we believe we want God to do? Trust him. Follow him. He he will never, never Leads you wrong. Yeah, he led them through the wilderness 40 years, around and around and around. But whose fault was that? It was theirs. They refused to believe him. I think probably, I'm kind of guessing maybe, but somewhere around 40 days, they could have been from Egypt to the promised land, walked right in there like God told them that he wanted them to do. But no, we can't do that. We got to We got to complain and we got to argue and we got to... Paul said we look at Israel to hopefully learn some things and we don't make the same mistakes they made. doesn't mean God doesn't love us. doesn't mean that he doesn't care. But there are times when he will say, I've had enough. There's coming a day when he said, he's going to say, time's up. Ready or not, here I come. And I don't mean that disrespectfully to him. Because that day's going to happen so trust him because he's promised I will never leave you or forsake you I am always with you he always will be And church when we leave this life it's just and the ultimate I'm gonna use brother Freeman's deal it's the ultimate upgrade I mean you get to heaven, honey, you have made it. You have made it, and I want to make it. Every head bowed and every eye closed for a moment, please. Father God, thank you, Lord, for your word. I pray, Lord, that, um, Lord, in, in, in our humble way, Lord, that we've been able to to convey something maybe a little bit different that we haven't thought about before or a, a new understanding Lord, of of what you are all about. But Lord, help us to realize that just like you were with the children of Israel, you're with us today. Your promise is as good as your presence. Father, help us to hear that. That your promise is as good as your presence. Lord, the writer of Hebrews says that Abraham believed God because that he believed that faithful was the God who had promised. Father, help us, Lord, as we walk by faith, as we walk led by the Spirit of God. For your word declares, Paul tells us that for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Help us, Lord, to be more sensitive to your spirit. Help us, Lord, to be more aware of your spirit in our lives. And Lord, more willing to say yes when he whispers go or stop or wait. Father, I pray, Lord, for this church this evening that God, we will just get a hold of that and know that you are, are you are the leader of this church. Lord, we we need a pastor. That's how you have designed churches. They need a pastor. They need that one. But, Father God, ultimately, you are our leader. You're the one who provides. You are the one who supplies the need. You're the one who heals. You're the one who delivers. You're the one who teaches. You are the one who teaches us your word. Thank you, Lord God, for being our God. I pray, Father God, that we'll just... Hang on to that and realize and not make the same mistakes that children of Israel made. Not grieve your heart. Not see what you you do, what you want to do in our lives because we won't believe. Lord, help us be like the man who said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. There were head bowed and every eye closed tonight. I want to speak to those that might be listening by way of live stream I talked about God but God provided a savior when I talked about Jesus he came he lived he did die but he did rise again but he did it so that he could reconcile sinful humanity back to God through his sacrifice that's the whole point All of the Bible, from Genesis uh, to Malachi, looks forward to his coming. All of the New Testament, from Matthew to Revelation, looks back at what he has done. And Revelation looks a little bit forward to what he is going to do and what he's going to be in this life and in this world. But the important thing is you've got to know him. You've got to know in your heart, deep down inside of you, that Jesus is Savior and Lord of your life. It's a relationship. It's a growth. You grow in this. You don't get smart all of a sudden. I've been doing this for a lot of years, and there's still a lot about that Bible I don't quite understand. There's a lot I do know, but there's a lot more I need to know. or want to know. It's a growing process. But the thing that I believe with all of my heart, the God that watched over the children of Israel with that pillar of cloud by day, that pillar of fire by night, is the same God that wants you to be part of his family. Just as he watched over them and protected them, he wants to watch over you and protect you. Most of all, he wants to deliver you from the hands of your enemy, the devil, who would like nothing more than kill, steal, and destroy you in a burning lake of fire. But more than being missing that, God wants to show you his love and his life and his power in your heart and life. If you don't know him tonight as Savior and Lord, he has to be both. We can't just have him as Savior and not Lord. He has to be Savior and Lord. Because that means we surrender the control of our life. He lets us make the decisions, but he helps guide us in those decisions. So that we make wise ones and we make the ones that he knows are best for us. All you have to do is say this prayer. Lord Jesus, I need a Savior. I need you to come in to my life. Wash me with Your blood and I will be made whole. I will be made new. Cleanse me so that I might stand before You with boldness and with confidence that when I call upon Your name You hear me and You answer. Lord, I surrender myself to You. Be Savior be Lord of my life. Father, I thank you that as I pray this prayer that I am saved, that I am a part of your kingdom, a part of your family. If you prayed that prayer, let somebody know. Tell somebody, tell a Christian that you know find a church home to be where God can guide you and direct you and teach you. You're going to grow, you're going to develop, you're going to learn. It's a good thing. But tell somebody, let them know. Father God, I pray for this church tonight. I pray, Lord God, that you will just keep your hand upon us as you always do. Lord, that you're always with us so we don't have to, Lord, always be saying things like this, but, Lord, thank you for going with us. Thank you for always being with us. Thank you for your presence day in and day out, whether it's daytime or whether it's nighttime. God, you're always there. Thank you for that. Guide and direct us and help us, Lord, as your children, to walk in a way that will bring honor and glory and praise to your name and that will show others the way to Jesus and making him Savior and Lord of their life. Father God, may it all be done for your honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you coming. I want to thank Robert and Gabriel for being with us tonight. Hope we've done something to help you and bless you. And let's let them know we appreciate them being I've
1: got here. A mm-hmm. Closer than a